This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back here again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. And today, we wanted to get into the topic that really now is a very interesting time to consider purchasing a property or even moving to Italy. I know that the team at Italian Real Estate Lawyers has been receiving an increased amount of inquiries for help to be able to actually purchase property and move to Italy because this is a very unique moment that we're living in where the euro and dollar, at least at the time of recording, are very, very close to each other. So many people are considering that if they're going to buy, they may as well get one while the uh, sale is going on, so to speak. Um, but Marco, I think maybe some of the first things that could be worth getting into is talking about the cost of life in Italy, because in the US, the cost of living has really gone up significantly. And also, if you look at even, say, for example, certain parts of maybe California, where the, the cost of living and, and real estate is really expensive, you can buy something in Italy for just a fraction of the price. But what are some of the normal price ranges that we might be looking at for maybe a home uh, or an apartment in the north or in the south? Maybe do you have any examples that you can give us to kind of shed some light on that? As you said, we have seen an increase in the number of inquiries that we receive. And, you know, that has to do with probably a variety of factors, uh, including the cost of life in America, if talking about the U.S. But also, you know, Italy has put in place a series of measures to incentivize the purchase of properties and even the relocation uh, from abroad. Uh, but let's talk the cost of life in Italy in comparison to the cost of life in other countries. Uh, for example, I've, I was reading lately that the cost, the average cost of a house in Atlanta in America has gone up by 19% in, in just, just a couple of months. And now it's about 400,000 euros. That's the average cost of a house in Atlanta. If you compare it with the average cost of a house in Palermo, Sicily, it's just a fraction because that would be about 85,000 euros. So it's a huge difference. And, you know, prices seem to be going up everywhere in the world, but especially in the US and they're in Italy, the increase is nowhere close to the increase that we're seeing in general in the US. So if you consider that a lot of a lot of people in America love Italy because of its beautiful landscapes, because of the quality of life, because of its safety, you know, you can understand why a lot of Americans have been looking into not only purchasing properties in Italy, but also ways of relocating to Italy. Yeah, I mean, just the, the lifestyle alone in Italy, like the quote unquote dolce vita the, and also uh, la dolce far niente, like the, the, the beauty of doing nothing at times, like to be able to take a, 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 an afternoon and just enjoy it. 
just simply for the fact that it's an afternoon. <laughs> I mean, that's it's a great ability that you have in, in Italy to have these wonderful locations that you can go to beautiful um, places with old architecture that you just wouldn't have exposure to back in the States. I mean, sometimes we think of an old building being maybe a couple hundred years old in the States or a few hundred versus in Italy. That's that's somewhat modern <laughs> for for the uh the old houses that's that's pretty on pretty much on the modern side and i mean even like getting to be in a place like uh, rovigo where you guys are based i mean you have such an amazing just central location to be able to get not only around italy but also in europe i mean just from your location alone you have what it must be three airports not far from you, Bologna and then the two Venice airports that you can get to all pretty pretty equidistant. Um, maybe the main Venice airport would be the furthest one and it's still not that far from you. And then even to get from uh, from Rovigo to different places in Italy. I mean, you take the, the train to Venice and you can be there in under an hour. The train to Bologna, they are under an hour. Florence, an hour and a half. Rome, just a few hours. And Naples, five. But if you have a car, of course, these numbers change. And then to get to other locations in Europe, like I was saying about the the, the, the airports, we're not talking about like traveling across the U.S. from, say, California to New York. Some of the longest flights you may have in Europe may only be a few hours at maximum, <laughs> even to fly, say, from from Italy to Germany or Italy to Portugal, Italy to the U.K. There are a lot of people who decide to move to Italy because of how central it is within Europe to be able to have as a, a jump off point. Yeah, traveling within Italy has become so easy in the past years. So we have the high-speed trains that, you know, connect basically all of the major cities, um, with some exceptions, maybe in south southern Italy. But uh, as you just said, also flying from Italy to another European country may just take, you know, a few hours, uh, in, in which compared to, you know, the six hours that it takes to fly from New York to LA, it's it's almost nothing. But in addition to the increase in the number of people looking to buy a property in Italy, we've also seen an increase in the number of people looking to relocate to Italy. And like I said at the beginning of the video, Italy has put in place a lot of measures to facilitate or incentivize the relocation, like the investor visa or the retirement visa, or um, you know special tax regimes for some people. So we have seen that the people looking for a visa or even for citizenship, you know, by descent or um, citizenship through marriage has increased because we, I think we have to clarify this, that buying a property in Italy alone doesn't automatically give you the right to reside in Italy if you are a non-EU citizen. So um, a lot of people that purchase a house in Italy and that want to stay in Italy to enjoy their home for longer than 90 days at a time they have to look for a visa and apply for a visa and the number of people seeking Italian visas has increased as well in the recent years 
But that's also a fantastic point right there, also just about the visas that are potentially available to people who are thinking about making Italy their home. But also, I mean, we have to consider, as we spoke about in a previous episode, the upcoming uh, Italian digital nomad visa hasn't been announced yet. It it should have already by now. Uh, But... Uh, still information that we're waiting for, of course, uh, for anybody who may be interested on the Digital Nomad update, be sure that you're subscribed because as soon as we know more information about it, we'll be sure to put that up as soon as possible. So, of course, Marco, also, I mean, something that we do have to consider is um, the taxation. I mean, if you're just going to be maybe spending part of your time in Italy, like the the you're not going to be taxed as though um, you would be maybe as an American citizen who's living outside of America. I mean, you just you can have your Italian property, but not necessarily have to think about anything beyond the property taxes itself. But because we also do the Italian citizenship podcast, maybe what is the benefit of owning a property in Italy for anybody who may be thinking about going through the process? of Italian citizenship by descent. How does that affect things or how does that help things? Yes, for those people who are interested in applying for citizenship by descent, owning a home in Italy could be the perfect solution because a lot of people, they don't want to wait for uh, their appointment at the consulate in America, which right now, because of the very large number of people seeking citizenship, uh, you know, the wait, wait times are uh, increasing. So having your home in Italy, even if it's not necessary because you could rent one, but allows you to uh, apply for citizenship and use your home as your residence in Italy during the process, which means that you don't have to pay the rent to somebody else and you have the freedom of, you know, coming and going. So it definitely helps the process, even if it's not necessary but i know you mentioned taxes a moment ago and i believe that one of the reasons why um a lot of people are looking to get citizenship in italy acquire properties in italy get italian visas is also the fact that you don't have to pay double taxation up to a certain amount if you are an american as we all know the u.s tax its citizens just because they're citizens no matter if they live in america or live outside of america instead italy taxes people who only reside in italy regardless of their citizenship so if you live in italy for more than half a year you are supposed to pay taxes in italy but there are treaties between italy and the u.s to avoid double taxation up to a certain amount so that uh, along with you know what you mentioned at the beginning of the episode the euro and the dollar being almost equal uh, people getting used to work remotely the global situation and the safety of italy the beauty of italy is pushing more and more people to wanting to purchase a house in italy and relocate to italy and eventually getting italian citizenship yeah i mean even there's just benefits within that like within being a citizen it's uh i mean medical care for example it's not necessarily um that everything's completely free it comes out of taxes and so on but that it's affordable you're not going to have the situation where you get to the emergency room and you see the bill and you're going to have to not even get to that point because you're worried about that i mean i've mentioned in previous episodes i've known plenty of people who won't go to the emergency room unless it's like really a big deal because of how much it can cost whereas in italy going to the emergency room in a very dire situation 
it could be a free trip, uh, including the ambulance ride to and from, um, even the, the, the services, surgeries, whatever it may be. Um, or even I've had the situation where I had injuries, burnt my hand at one point, went to the, uh, to the emergency room, and I want to say it was 15 euros. There was another time that I had had another injury and I had to actually get x-rays and they were saying, yes, the x-rays plus the doctor's visit plus this plus that plus the other. Again, it was 15 euros. I mean, of course, that may change depending on the region, but that just in and of itself is absolutely huge to have access to. Absolutely. Let's say that, you know, by now, Italy, along with other European countries, is putting in place all of these measures that really are very appealing and you know they they make sense it makes sense for people to want to relocate to italy and you know live in italy live their life in italy uh even the one euro houses project uh has become a very popular thing in italy where you can buy a house Maybe not for one euro, because we talked about right. that in another episode. You know, there are renovation costs. Some towns will right. force you to establish a residency and live in the town for a certain amount of time. You may have to, you know, start a company or uh, start a new job uh, as a self-employed person within a list mm -hmm. of jobs that the town uh, provides. But buying a house in Italy is very affordable in comparison to the US and you consider even, you know, the special tax regimes for people who like new residents in Italy. I think right now it makes sense to buy a property in Italy and wanting to spend your life in Italy. Yeah. I mean, well, even taking it back to the point that you were talking about, like the one euro homes, I mean, in some cases, those one euro homes, like you may have to have a young family or there may be age limits. And some of the properties that you can just buy that are ready to move into, because the whole idea with the quote unquote one euro homes is that it's really meant to reinvigorate and you have to renovate. And well, it depends on the building. You may or may not have to, but some some towns will have a minimum level that you have to bring at least the outside of the house to. But sometimes you can end up buying a place that's ready to get into for a same similar or similar cost as what it might cost for a one euro home, but maybe be in a more desirable area than one of the one euro homes. I mean, of course, like you mentioned, we've done a previous episode on kind of like why not to maybe uh, consider those because even in the north, you can find places that are not that far from some major locations, major cities or tourist spots and have access to really wonderful places at a fraction of what it might cost you. As you mentioned also in, earlier in the episode, Atlanta's been seeing prices around 400K, whereas in, um, in Palermo, it was something, I think you said 80,000. 80, I mean, that's ridiculous to think about. That is absurd to think that maybe something that might have a similar amount of square footage, although Atlanta, you can of course have a little bit more space around you than in Palermo, unless you get outside the town. But still, like... I mean, what a place, Palermo. I, I was there a few years back and had an amazing time. I mean, that's a place that's worth to move to just for the cannoli alone, in my opinion. But I do think this is maybe a great place to round out this episode. So, of course, thank you again so much, Marco, for making yourself available. But if anybody needs to get in contact with you or anybody else at the team at ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com, how can they do that? People can send us a message through our website, Italian Real Estate Lawyers. 
www.ghostbusters.com. They can also give us a call and the number is on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you have any questions, you can definitely leave those in the comment section below here. If you and maybe they'll become a future episode. But of course, getting in contact with the team over at ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com is a great way to get that direct contact with them. But of course, if you're interested in more content like this about Italian real estate, moving to Italy, purchasing property in Italy, renting property in Italy, finding out some of the places that you may want to consider around the country, be sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel as well as the audio only podcast. But of course, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, you are also automatically subscribed to the other podcast that Marco and I also collaborate on, the Italian Citizenship Podcast. Another one where we talk really about the nitty gritty details about how to move to uh, Italy from a legal perspective, getting Italian citizenship, residency, these types of things. So make sure that you also check out that if you are thinking about moving to Italy. Also, if you're interested in more content about life abroad, living abroad, living abroad as an Italian dual citizen expat, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Furia, where I get into these topics. You can also find the audio only version of the podcast through Not Your Average Globetrotter on your favorite podcasting player of choice. But of course, again, Mr. Marco Permunian, Thank you so much for making yourself available. Of course, I'm Rafael Di Furia. This has been another episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we'll see you all next time. Later. Thank you.